This is Unhurried, and I'm your host, Doug Kyle. You know, life can feel like a race, rushing to the next thing, never time to reflect. But there is incredible value in slowing down with God to take in His perspective, His presence, His pace. Welcome to our second podcast. I'm Doug Kyle. I'm a pastor in San Diego, and we're spending some time together on this podcast just in an unhurried way, going deeper into what we cover on Sunday mornings. It's kind of a brand new experiment for us, so thanks for joining with us and following along. You know, if you think about it, uh, Sunday morning, uh, when I have a chance to share a message with our congregation, it's often kind of time-stamped. There's only so much I can say. There's only so much time to do it. And this is designed to be a time where we can kind of live with it a little bit more, go deeper into it, think about it. It gives me a chance to follow up on what I said. Sometimes there's some conversations I have after the message that prompt my thinking further, or some things that I just would love to underscore or emphasize or sometimes uh, develop a little bit more. So that's the goal here in our unhurried time together. Again, thanks to Ryan and Noah who have been my cohorts in this and have been really helpful in helping make this happen. And thank you to you for following along. So this past Sunday, I gave a message. It was entitled... um, It's part of the series, Stuff Jesus Never Said, and it was entitled, You Just Need to Pray Harder. And, you know, it's kind of maybe sort of common sense or maybe just kind of intuitive. Maybe it's been ingrained in us. We think that's what Jesus would say to us, that if Jesus had a chance to talk to us about the things we're concerned about, worried about, frustrated in our life goals, our aspirations, he would say, you know, you just need to pray harder. But we question that. We challenged that. We thought about that. We said, is that really what Jesus would say to us? Uh, I can't wait to talk to you about this further because it's a concept that I think can create a lot of misunderstanding and even guilt uh, among God's people. So uh, let's, let's look at that a little bit more. Let's dive a little deeper. You know, it seems like there's these guilt buttons in the Christian life, and prayer is one of the the top ones, maybe missions as well, but prayer is one of those topics that you feel like whenever it comes up, you're never doing that well at it. We always feel guilty. We always feel like, oh man, this is going to be a tough thing for me to hear because I feel like, you always feel like you could pray more. You could always feel like you could be doing better with your prayer life, and speakers kind of lean into this. They they emphasize this. Sometimes, many times, they're talking about stuff that they don't even do, but they're putting pressure on others to do it as well. My friend Larry Osborne talks about these drive-by guiltings that Christian speakers do, where they talk about these topics, and everybody feels especially burdened by it. It may be something that the speaker is passionate about, or impassionate about, and because of that, they want everyone else to be doing that as well. By the way, I'll probably mention Larry Osborne a lot on this podcast, probably not as much as I mentioned C.S. Lewis, but Larry Osborne will be right up there. Uh, if you know me, uh, you know I, I love C.S. Lewis, so I'll quote him a lot, but Larry has informed my thinking on this a, a lot, and so I'll mention him as well. If you're keeping score at home, uh, you'll, um, 
I'll be interested to know whether I mention C.S. Lewis or Larry Osborne. More of my money is on C.S. Lewis. Anyway, Larry talks about these drive-by guiltings, the pressure that we put on people in church to identify with our passion or our commitment, our spiritual gift, the thing that we we feel like is really important, the parts of the Bible that we underline three times. We, we feel like if, if I'm really excited about it, then everybody should be excited about it. And so we hear these talks about prayer from prayer warriors, people that are just famous for prayer and, and, and are motivated and, quite frankly, wired to be really, spend a lot of time in prayer. And then they put that on everybody else. So prayer feels like this guilt-ridden topic that many of us uh, just feel guilty about. And so that was really on my heart last week when I talked about uh, under the topic of stuff Jesus never says, he never said you need to pray harder. After the message, someone came up to me with really kind of almost tearing up a little bit and saying, I think you really set a lot of people free today. Someone else thanked me that their prayers didn't have to be impressive. They realized that uh, God sees your heart. But why is that? Why is that we feel like Jesus wants us to um, pray harder? What is it about that? And so I want to go a little deeper into that as we have a conversation about that today. I took my lead from Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, where he covers a lot of topics, but in Luke or in Matthew chapter 6, he talks about prayer. And in Matthew 6, 5, he gets into it. And interestingly enough, before he gives us the famous Lord's Prayer, a very brief prayer that he taught us to pray, he warned us against different kinds of uh, models of prayer that he didn't think were effective. They didn't want us to to imitate. And first of all, he talks about the, the, he calls hypocrites who pray in the synagogues and on the street corners. And their goal was to be seen by others. And when our prayers are intended to be seen by others, then we are missing the mark on what God wants for us. And so we don't, our prayers don't have to be impressive. They don't have to impress others. The only person they need to impress is God. And he's not impressed with what we say. He's impressed with the state of our heart. And as we as we talk to him, Jesus also said, you know, don't be like the pagans um, for because they think they will be known for their many words. And we were reminded that it's not about longer prayers or somehow convincing God, building a case for God, that these long prayers that were intended to twist God's arm. Rather, we can simply uh, bring our prayers to him straightforward in a very candid but a straightforward way and trust that he knows what we need. In fact, that was the, the thing that struck me most in that passage there in, in Matthew 6 is Jesus, as he instructed us on prayer, said, because your father knows what you need before you ask. And I feel like that needs to influence our prayers. Our prayers are never meant to give God information or convince him to uh, put the pressure on him to say yes it's not like we have to we have to create this rock solid case that uh, he can only give in and say well I guess you have a point God knows what we need and it really is a chance for us to align ourselves with his will with his plan with his purpose for us and to enjoy more importantly enjoy that intimate relationship with him as our heavenly father 
And so in the message, I made the case that Jesus doesn't want us to pray harder in the sense that our prayers don't need to be more impressive. They don't need to be more words. We don't need to build our case to convince God. And we don't need to pray and be persistent until we get our way. So I want to lead into that last point a little bit more. Why is it that we feel like we need to persist in prayer, that God somehow will give more attention or more um, give us a better answer if we pray harder and harder and longer and longer and more and more persistent about something, as if somehow if we pray about it, that it will elevate it on God's agenda. It will make it more, he'll give it a higher priority and it will get, you will get, you know, able to cut the line in front of other prayers and get his attention more, more quickly. Well, I think there's a couple reasons why this is. One is that Jesus in Luke 18, he um, it says that he taught the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And so we emphasize the idea that we should always pray and that prayer should be all the time, this idea of persistence. That, that comes from Paul, what he said in 1 Thessalonians as well, where he said that we should pray always or pray without ceasing. But as I brought up in the message, pray without ceasing does not mean that we never say amen. Uh, God, you know, obviously we have to sleep, we have to eat, we have to focus on certain tasks during the day. To pray without ceasing means that we always live our lives with an openness to God. It's like the conversation is always open, that we never hang up the phone. We always know he's there. We're aware of his presence in our life, and he's there on a regular basis for us to lean on for strength and advice and help in the things that we face. But obviously, we need to... uh, focus on certain things during the day that that take us away from an active um, prayer life. So what Jesus meant when he said that we should always pray is it means that, that it should be a part of our life. It should be a constant, regular part of our lives. And when he says we're not to give up, he doesn't mean we're not to give up praying. He means we're not to give up in general, that if we always pray, we won't give up. That's the idea. If prayer is a, is a, is a regular part of our life, But that doesn't mean that we need to persist in prayer uh, on and on, expecting God to somehow get the message if we pray longer and harder about it. In fact, Jesus went on to tell a parable, and the parable actually can be taken that way if we're not careful. The parable he tells in Luke 18 is about a a widow who comes to an, uh, an unjust judge who is described as neither fearing God or caring about people, and she brings her request to him. And she is just constant with this plea for justice over and over and over again. And then uh, Jesus says that so it is that God will um, listen to the parable and listen to what the unjust judge says. God will bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him uh, day and night. And so we somehow get the idea, oh, we need to be like that woman who is just pestering God over and over and over again to get her way, to get her request. Uh, 
But Jesus is telling a parable here of contrast. He wants us to see that God is nothing like this unjust judge. First of all, God is a just judge. Secondly, it says that he, he, he didn't, didn't care about people. Well, God clearly does care about people. The, the judge didn't care about this woman. He didn't really care about justice. He was just simply getting her, you know, out of, her, out of his hair, getting, getting her, you know, getting rid of her. But then Jesus says that God is not like that. God will bring about justice for his chosen ones, unlike this unjust judge, and he will do so quickly, according to Luke 11, or Luke 18, 8. So he will do it quickly. And uh, it's not that we have to drag things out and expect it to be this long process. We can expect God to act based on our our simple and honest request. You know that he cares for us more than we even know. But I guess most of all, what I want people to come away from as I've reflected on the message from last Sunday and the, the, the point that I'd love people to sort of uh, live with as a takeaway from the message is just really the difference between treating prayer like a duty or a privilege. This is actually a this part of the message is what I wrapped it up with on Sunday morning. And it, it was something that even though I was done with my message earlier on Saturday night, I was still thinking about it. And I, I added this part to the message on Saturday night. And it really, for me, kind of brought it together that the difference between treating prayer like a duty and treating it like a privilege, that when we see it as a duty, then we're going to, the way I put it, we're going to it's going to all be about impressing other people. But when we see it as a privilege, it really is about intimacy with the Father. If we see it as a duty, then we're going to need to pray longer. But if we see it as a privilege, we're going to feel the freedom to linger. Like I said earlier, the, 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 the uh, phone line is open. Uh, we have access to God 24-7, and we take advantage of that regularly and continually throughout our lives. We have the freedom to linger with him. But if we see it as a duty, we're going to want to build our case. We're going to want to develop the argument as if we have to convince God. If we see it as a privilege, it's an opportunity to build trust, to see him as our father who knows exactly what we need. And if we see it as a, as a duty, we're going to persist until we get our way. We're going to say, I just need to pester God like that, that woman did with the unjust judge who as we saw, was nothing like God. But when we see it as a privilege, we, we, we don't pray to get our way. We pray to get God's will, uh, as Jesus modeled. Not my will, but thine be done. We pray to get God's will. Not that we don't tell him what we want. Of course we do. But in the end, we allow him to align us with him and with his purpose. If we see it as a duty, we're always going to need to pray harder. And we'll assume that Jesus told us to do the same. But if we see it as a privilege, then here's the way I put it and see if this lands with you. I said we're going to be allowed to pray softer. And what I meant by that is it's it's not a chance that that, that prayer is about me convincing God and really showing him how, how much I care about this. It's a chance for me to really just enjoy the relationship with my Heavenly Father and allow him to soften my heart and cultivate my heart, and change my heart, and mold it into the person that 
he wants me to be. Well, I hope that makes sense to you, and I thank you so much for just taking some time to live with this and and unpack this a little bit, dive deeper into this. I hope it encourages you and leads you more to softer prayers with God rather than feeling like it's all about praying harder and working harder, to realize in the end it's about us accessing God and His power rather than us muscling our prayers with Him. If you um, like this podcast, I like I encourage you to go online uh, to the on, our online store and order your unhurried with Doug Kyle T-shirts, ball caps, and and joggers. <laughs> Wait a second, uh, this is only the second podcast. We don't have any podcast swag, so you'll just have to make your own. <laughs> I would actually, I would love it. I'd be amazed if anybody actually made their own. Uh, you know, swag for, for the, the podcast. They come up to me with a, a sticky note that says unhurried with Doug Kyle on their North face jacket or something. Anyway, I really thank you for participating with us and following along. This has been unhurried with your host, Doug Kyle. Uh, that's me. And I look forward to talking soon.